The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Thank you very much, Eamon. Good evening. You're listening to The Hard Shoulder here on News Talk. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock this evening, and delighted to welcome to the show, as I always am, Bonnie Greer, the author, <laughs> the playwright, and the columnist with the New European. Bonnie, how are you? I'm very well, Kieran. How are you? I'm good. I am good. Um, tell me, I, I, I know, and um, for people who don't know, uh, Britain is your home. It has been your home for, for some time. Yes. Um, h- how are you coping with the uh, the period of national mourning? Well, I had to do a lot of commentary for American television. So that's why I sound like an American a lot now. And so I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking a lot to America about uh, the United Kingdom, a country I've lived in half my life, and at the same time, Kieran, looking at it myself. And um, I, for instance, I was uh, up at Westminster Bridge, not far from where I live, at midnight because I had to do some work. About two day, two nights ago, there was a queue of people as far as the eye could see, not a sound from any of them in the dark. And I have never seen anything like that in my life. Just a masses of people completely silent and in a way it made me think there's kind of the genius of the British people in a weird way it's like obviously all those people they were ostensibly there to mourn the you know the queen but they were also they had to be working out their own stuff do you know what I mean it's like you could feel that people were there also dealing with their own stuff and um I just thought it was incredible. You know, the British are like the world champs at cues. So they were just lined up as they should be. Not a sound, not a peak, not anything. And just moving as they were told to move. So that's that's kind of it. And and I was also there a couple of days after she died. And um, there were men, which was really moving to me, to see men with young children and walking around with flowers and talking to their kids, you know, something that, you know, in my day when I was growing up, you wouldn't have seen guys, you know, dads walking by themselves with Mm. their little children and having them on their backs and hugging them. A lot of men out there with, with kids. So it's a really interesting, bizarre thing for me to observe. And has it afforded you any new insight into Britain or British people or society this you know the fact that you've been forced to to maybe observe them for mm. an mm. audience who would be less aware of them than you mm. you know I I grew up in a country where the head of state is elected like you did you know we elect our head of state that's what we do and we don't actually completely understand you know waking up the next day and there's a new one just automatically but uh, and I know people hate me for saying this, but I think the British like royalty. I think they're comfortable with it. I think that's what they prefer. I mean, if you look over the history of the islands, including Ireland, there were the high kings and all of that there as well. But people like kings and queens in this country. They just do. And they and they figure out a way to live with them, deal with them. I mean, Charles's reign is going to be a heck of a lot different than his mother, but they like it. And, you know, partly it is uh, people were saying to me stuff like and they didn't realize they were saying they were even saying it, Karen. They were saying things like, oh, um, well, what if we elected somebody and we got a Trump and all that? And I thought to myself, you know, you're talking about democracy. I mean, I hated Trump (laughs) being president, too. I hated it. I still hate it. But he got elected. You know, are you afraid of election? Are you afraid of 
you think that the guy next door like might be on the take or something if he decides to run for office? I think that runs pretty deep in British culture. That's the other thing I learned. You as well. I mean, your name, Bonnie. Yes, yes. You, you yes. have your own personal link with the new Yes, monarch. yes, yes. Well, you see, my mom and dad um, were, uh, my mom was a year younger than uh, the, the queen, than Princess Elizabeth. And my father was uh, like, what? He was like uh, two, two years older. They were poor, uh, working class, young, black, and living in a shared house in one room. And my mother, who loved the royal family, loved them, somehow managed to get pregnant at the same time that the queen, at the, then the princess. So there was a contest in this hospital for uh, anybody who gave birth at the same time got a free, you know, year's worth of baby things. And my parents were very poor and they thought, right. My mother said, we're going to go for this. I didn't make it. I was born like two days afterwards. And my mother said, right. Okay. You missed out on this. You're going to be called not only Bonnie after Bonnie Prince Charlie. You, you're going to celebrate this guy's birthday every year. So I did. And it was at some point, Karen, I think maybe I was eight. I said to my mother, who is this? Who is Prince Charles? Is that his name? Well, what is he? And my mother explained everything to me. And I thought, wow, that is really weird. So I've written about it in this week's New European. But I mean, I met him a couple of times. He gave me my honor, you know, all this stuff. So it's like very eerie. <laughs> yeah, like, I was going to say it's a strange, wow. it's kind of a, a kind of, it's like almost like a one way, a kind of a unilateral connection. It, you know, it, he, it's he, he's connected to you, yet he doesn't realize it. He's weird. It's weird. And and like even when I was doing uh, the commentary, I was telling you and I was suddenly I looked out over Green Park. I was in a space where 99.9 percent of Brits were not and could not be. And I was looking at all this. And I thought, why am I here? You know, it was just so weird. And um, so that's it. And like I said, I've met him a couple of times. So, you know, I, I don't it's just odd. The weirdest thing though, Karen, I have to say quickly, as I said in my piece, this guy escaped the 60s. He is the only person in my quadrant, age quadrant, who actually escaped it. I don't know how he got out of the 60s. Well, I think he was born 40 years old. That's what happened. He was was always a little old guy. He was (laughs) always a little old man. It was just amazing. No hair, no long hair, nothing. Suits, the whole whack. So, He's well, always been really weird in my life, I think. Well, listen, Bonnie, you mentioned the piece. People can read it in the New European. Uh, it, it, it's <laughs> it's a great piece and it's great to talk to you as always. Thank you, Karen, and thank you and, and love to Ireland. Yeah, thank listen, you. love to you too, Bonnie. Bonnie Greer, author, a playwright and columnist with the New European. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.